0: Lost in Sacramento! Can you take your seat, please? Excuse Everybody me. take your seats, please. Act is about to begin. Sir? 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 It's
1: the top of Act 2, please. Welcome back.
0: Welcome.
1: Welcome back.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) My God. Oh my. Okay. Great. I can't fucking wait to edit that.
0: (laughs) Why edit it? Just leave it in.
1: (laughs) Because we're gonna make our listeners' ears bleed.
0: Just turn it down. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, well, just let's cut it then. Let's not do that all part. Right.
1: Welcome back. Nice. Nice fucking vibe here now, Tim.
0: Hey, you were the one who started bitching about yeah, it. Yeah, because you just went rogue. We were all having fun, and you were like, oh, crap, I can't wait to edit that. Not only did you break the fourth wall, but you were mean. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know what? Tim, can you tell? Let's step into my office for a second? No. Now? No. All right. Well, welcome back to the fucking show, everyone.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Mom. night, <laughs> mom. Love you. Love you. Oh, yeah. She's got to get up early.
1: Yeah, she does. <laughs>
0: anyway, Cheryl Stewart,
1: ladies and gentlemen,
0: and now a bonus: fatty, fatty, no friends. Hey, Rice, what'd you get from Taco Bell? I got the triple crunch wrap box. The triple crunch wrap. Oh, explain and it to too me. Mini shredded chicken quesadillas. Too many shredded chicken quesadillas. What's in that box, Urias? Tell me what's in the box. <laughs>
2: and a strawberry Skittles. And
0: a strawberry Skittles. Wow, that Here's sounds...
2: Two crunchy taco Supremes.
0: Two crunchy taco Supremes with beef, sour cream, cream, cheese, lettuce, and tomato. And a triple layer. Cornbread. And a tripper. Tri-
1: Tim, I understand that you're doing this. Can layer. I just interject real fast? I appreciate that you're doing this with a bit. I think you should stop rubbing your nipples while you do it.
0: <laughs> because they can't see it, and it's you guys. Really <laughs> My nipples feel good when you rub them.
1: Okay, nobody has any fucking idea what you're referencing right now.
0: (laughs) Um, Shout out to my cousin Oh my God. (laughs) Tim. So that quote was something that us mean older kids. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. Tim just knocked his microphone down for the fourth freaking time tonight. And now now he just knocked mine down. Mom. Mom. (laughs) Urias is eating Taco Bell. I want to just say, I like Taco Bell. Now I don't, I don't necessarily eat it very often. I actually don't remember the last time I had Taco Bell.
0: I think the last time I had Taco Bell was when we met, when we went right after Moving we moved to, to New York. Yeah,
1: probably the last time. Uh, now, and I don't like people who pretend that they don't like Taco Bell. You know, there are always those people who are like, oh, I just can't eat it. It just makes me feel so sick. Well, that
0: doesn't mean that they don't like it.
1: Yeah, I think that they say that to make themselves feel better.
0: No, I think Taco Bell makes people feel sick. Mm, does not really, though? Yeah, it makes me feel sick when I eat so much of it that I feel like I'm going to... Some,
1: sometimes I eat too much Taco Bell and I just can't hold my mud. <laughs> Again, with the highbrow humor, What's I... What's th- with and- Taco
0: Bell's partnering up with Pizza Hut? But they don't have enough product on their own?
1: I don't know what's going on with that. I see that with a lot of restaurants. They do that. You know, speaking of not being able to hold your mud, KFC has partnered up with A&W Root Beer. Have you ever eaten A&W, any of their food?
0: I must have.
1: It's really bad.
0: Oh, okay. It's very, very bad. So we won't be, they won't be sponsoring us.
1: Uh, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't want their sponsorship. That's good.
0: Um... Carl's Jr. and the Green Burrito?
1: I like Green Burrito. Oh, for people on the East Coast, Carl's Jr., that's Edie's. Not Edie's, um, Hardee's. Hardee's. Over Uh, here, it's Carl's Jr.
0: um, So, I remember liking the Green Burrito when we were kids. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh
0: There's one in Santa Maria. Why are you doing that? Because that's how it's pronounced.
1: This is actually reminding me of something that I, I really can't stand when people do. Um, and so, instead of trying to explain, I'm just going to go ahead and give you an example, okay? Okay. So, um, if you wouldn't mind, can you just you just be Felicity Bloody Dump? I'm Felicity Bloody Dump, but I require a diet coke. Okay, so me and Felicity we're we're hanging out, and um, yes, I'm going to go ahead and invite you over. Okay, so that's the scene. Okay, all right. <clears throat> hey, Felicity, how's it going? Oh, it's going splendidly, darling. Just remind me later after we're done recording. We need to work on your Felicity bloody dump.
0: Well, you always uh, cast no, no, me as Felicity, and you never do I, I, it yourself. I know because you
1: don't know what I'm going to say. Okay, you know what, Tim? Can I have a word with you for a second here? Yeah. Okay. Can you step into my office?
0: Yes. Okay. Look, I don't think that
1: it's a really good idea for you to be challenging me about the Felicity bloody dump thing in front of the oh. audience.
0: Well, what the hell? You always cast me as Felicity. I know, I know because I don't, mean, know I, 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 mean,
1: I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. I, I know what I'm going to say, but you don't know what I'm going to say. So I I can't be Felicity. Okay, so then
0: you can't get mad at me when I don't. No, it's
1: not. It's not that I'm mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at okay, all. Nobody's angry. I feel like, you're, I feel it's like cool. you're trying to
0: control my. You're not letting me play in this space. You're assigning me a character, and you're no, not no, even no, letting no, me make it my own. No, no, do you no, want me no, give I, me a line reading? Okay, I'm going to be one of those directors. No, it's not
1: that. It's not the. The problem is in the line. The problem is the way that you're playing Felicity. We just need to work on. I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just some constructive criticism. That's all.
0: But um, I don't even want to be here anymore. Okay, whatever.
1: Just do what you're going to do today. I'm just saying. Let's let's talk about it. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> uh anyway so uh you go ahead and be felicity bloody dump <laughs> tim can i talk to you for a second can you come over here to my office what okay i don't know what that laugh was but that's not how felicity even laughed so was that tim or was that Felicity? That was I just know. okay because now now at this point like i can't even tell when when you're in character and when you're not
0: yeah because i'm a good actor
1: okay but felicity bloody dump has a very specific laugh <laughs> If you're gonna be doing a laugh i think that you
0: should be doing a i don't even one. know what that laugh would be
1: well, that, and that's why we need to work on your Felicity bloody dump. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Okay. Can we just do this? Right Fine. Mm. Hey, Felicity. How's it going? Fine. So, uh, I don't know what you're doing on Friday night, but uh, on Friday night, my mom is going to be making quesadillas. If you want to come over, we're going we're to be having them. That would be splendid. Thank you. Great. We'll do some uh, some quesadillas. Maybe we'll just do some, some pleno tortillas, and uh, it'll be really good. That makes me crazy. Now, here's why that makes me crazy.
0: Because they're saying the word with the accent of the language.
1: Uh, yes, and my problem with that is that we don't do that with everything. So I wouldn't say, "Hey, did you just see my dad's new car? He got a beautiful new Volkswagen." Hmm. Hey, you hungry? I'm craving a hot dog. You want to head over to Wiener Schnitzel?
0: Der Wiener Schnitzel.
1: Do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean, though?
0: Yeah, I do see what you so mean. So
1: it just seems it's like if we're going to do that, I feel like we should do it with everything. Oh, okay. That's
0: it. So in Santa Maria, they have <sighs> a a combination Carl's Jr. and uh, Green Parito. Barito. That's how it says burrito. Burrito, my bad. You're you're it, no, no, I no, you're right, right, you're right, you're right. Burrito. God damn it. <laughs> That's from Bob's Burgers, in case anyone's curious. Anyway, um, the menu is not the same. I was looking for the burrito that we got when we were kids, and we would go visit Great Grandpa Bud, and i i just couldn't find it I, they've changed the menu and now it, it it looks pleh. yeah yes that's a shame
1: well i'll say this for fast food i know i think we all know that fast food like isn't necessarily good for you but i'm not going to be one of those people isn't necessarily good okay. for you okay it's not good for you in it's any trash way.
0: it's garbage for your body
1: okay but i'm not going to pretend i don't like
0: it fair
1: did you just swallow a burp what happened <laughs> i choked on it you choked on a burp
0: yeah it was a little juicy
1: Ugh, could yeah. you make that any nastier for the people listening?
0: Yeah, uh, I yeah I oh, God. I double a little wine. Just
1: all the bodily functions. All right,
0: let's move on. This is a segment of the show that we like to call. New York's a great big pile of stink. thought <laughs> like that, that might you, be a better take.
1: I like that you said that like a character from like a 90s Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Like like the the older brothers a whole best friend. Yeah. Who always wears, like, ripped jeans and an oversized flannel.
0: Yeah, like Budnick from Salute Your Shorts. Yeah,
1: it's exactly, and a backwards cap. You're just a kid. You'll never know. You're nothing but a shrimp. Just a scrawny little shrimp. <laughs> Get out of here, butthead.
0: <laughs> You're stewed, buttwad.
1: <laughs> buttwad, well, that's a good 90s insult. <laughs> that's
0: a good insult. That's a good 80s insult.
1: It's a good 80s insult. Uh, People used to dress so goofy back then.
0: Yeah, I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is. Like the way they dress on Harold.
1: So, on New Yorkers, a great big pile of stink. This week, we're going to go ahead and talk about rats.
0: Rats.
1: Ah, rats. So the the rat situation in New York is is pretty gnarly.
0: I haven't really seen rats in many locations. There, Other than New York City,
1: it's almost just the subway.
0: No, no, oh, you within mean, oh, New York, oh, I mean, see it all over the place. I'm talking about within uh, outside of New York City. I haven't seen rats a lot of places, but come on, pizza rat. Well, that he was in the subway or she, I don't know, or they.
1: They, they, I think would be the most gender gender neutral,
0: non-binary, yeah. non-binary. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the gender identity of the rat. So. Anyway, uh, is, that too, is that a step too far? I don't know. Who knows? I have that thought going through my head almost every time we record this show. Yeah, Pizza rat. Dragging a pizza around, trying to feed their family or themselves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, in the subway. You always see them. Gosh, they, they make me so nervous. So rats don't really bother me.
1: Yeah. I'm, I don't want to some...
0: touch one yeah. because I know it's filthy dirty. Right, right, Oh, right. It's, it's yucky poo.
1: Yeah, it's poo poo. It's pla. Yeah, it's,
0: it's pla. It's pla. It's pla. But... They, their presence doesn't bother me They don't make me nervous They don't scare me I know they do some people But you know what does make me nervous And what does scare me about what them that? When they play on the tracks of the subway I'm like get out of oh, there yeah, You're going to get squished been, But they never do do they
1: oh, I'm sure they have I mean I'm. it's Yeah it's
0: almost sure that's,
1: that's pretty gnarly though That's pretty gnarly But I'm the same way I can do bugs I mean I'm, whoa I cannot do bugs
0: Yeah no um, Who can though
1: so here's a question. Would you rather have a rat in your apartment that you can't get rid of or cockroaches?
0: That is tough because a rat is going to be dirty, dirty, nar. hmm
1: He's going to shit everywhere. He's going to eat your food. Yeah. He's just like, he's going to scare you and startle you.
0: He's going to get his, like his yuck on your stuff. Yum, Yeah. <laughs> But but cockroaches, there's multiple. They're yucky. They can get anywhere.
1: I, the crawly. The fact that they're so fast.
0: They're crawly. Yeah, Ugh, that's
1: what I don't like about it.
0: And they're ugly.
1: Okay, so you would would you pick up a New York rat? Would you hold a New York rat in your hand or a New York cockroach in your hand?
0: Oh God! Why are we doing this game? Well, it's fun. This is demented. Play
1: with me in this space. I guess. Come on, you on. Well, this is
0: the thing. I'm less afraid of the not that I'm afraid of the cockroach, but I'm less. I don't know, icky. I feel less creepy about the rat, but I know that the rat is dirtier, and the rat will bite me, and the cockroach will not bite me, and the cockroach will not be as filthy dirty. So
1: with the rat, it's it's a question of safety.
0: Safety and. And um, play where the cockroach isn't play it's just it's creepy it's hard it's difficult this is t- it's difficult
1: well we ask the hard hitting questions here I think we've established that
0: yeah we say that every episode
1: so you know what else we, you oh, oh, you want to play okay you want to open up that can of worms how about every episode you talk about ranch dressing
0: that's important if in ranch and out, dressing if is in and of- out had ranch dressing can you even imagine <laughs> that's
1: Pandora's box right there
0: I can't God, I would hope that it would be good.
1: We should do that. We should go to In N Out Burger and we should get. We should. And then we should go to a, a pizza place. I think you've talked about on the podcast how pizza places have the best ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. Get some, like, some ranch dressing from Roundtable or some pizza place. You
0: have to be prepared to pay for it.
1: But this might be worth it.
0: It might be. It and then might eat the In N Out
1: with some ranch. So the rats in New York City are. The thing about them, other than the fact that there are so many of them, is they're that big. They're big, and I've heard about the rats in New York being big, but they are big. I mean, once you actually go and you I see saw
0: them. one that was like, I thought at first was a possum.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen rats this the size of a of a cat, a small cat.
0: Oh shit, that's big. Uh huh.
1: I saw one in the subway once that was so big, it could. It's it, probably a prego. Yeah, it might have been. Oh, why? Oh, that's so gross to me
0: a pregnant rat? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's nature.
1: Okay, so would you rather Oh my touch a pregnant rat or a pregnant cockroach?
0: Rat. Yeah, me too. Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that doesn't even compare. You know what? Clean rat? I would have absolutely no problem with. Hands down would pick that across the board. Rats do not bother me. It's literally just cuz I know cuz they because they all live in the sewers.
1: Right. I mean, I've had friends who have had pet rats before and they're actually kind of cute. Yeah. I know that we said we were gonna talk about rats and I keep bringing up cockroaches.
0: Yeah, but I've, that's because they're their worst thing. I
1: feel like this is but a, a
0: centipede is worse, isn't it, than a cockroach? Yeah. What would you rather mm. scurry across your face? A cockroach or if I'm asleep, a which
1: would I rather scree across my face?
0: Uh-huh. I feel like I, the scurrying of a cockroach gets it over with quickly where I feel like Yeah, the, the centipede's
1: long Oh,
0: and all those legs. All those oh legs. fuck, okay, we can't talk about it anymore.
1: Okay, wait, but I do have to say, I have to let the people know. If you do have a cockroach, um if you come across a cockroach, the way to kill it is not to squish it. Don't squish it. You're not supposed to oh, do that. this is like a real public service announcement. No, this is actually a real thing. This is not a joke. Um, don't squash it. Because what happens is if they have two things, if they have babies um, and you squash it, the babies will not necessarily die. They'll just spread out and run everywhere, which is terrifying.
0: That's the worst also, thing. Also...
1: If you squish them, sometimes they can release an odor that attracts more cockroaches, which is the stuff of nightmares. People
0: say that about spiders. um, That's
1: not true. That's not fucking true. I was working in Connecticut this summer, as many of you know. One time I was standing on my porch. My porch? Do you know how many spiders I counted? Oh, God. Guess how many spiders I counted on my porch. I was on the phone, talking on the phone, and I finally had to leave because I counted so many.
0: Oh, so it's more than five? Oh, it's more than five. Oh, is it more than ten? Yep. Twenty. Yep. More than twenty. More than thirty. No.
1: Thirty-six spiders. Oh no no no! no before no. I just stopped counting.
0: I would have a hard time sleeping.
1: Connecticut's buggy, man. Connecticut's really buggy.
0: Yeah. Do you remember when we went to um, New Hampshire? Oh yeah. And oh, oh my gosh, God. the big bugs. Anyway, we'll, we'll save bugs for another. Yeah,
1: we'll talk bugs later. But anyway, I, I do feel like the people should know. Uh, if you do see a uh, cockroach, kill it with bleach or raid. Um, don't squash it.
0: If you have rats that you got to call somebody.
1: Oh, you got to move. <laughs> if you have rats in your apartment, you
0: have if to you move? find a
1: fucking rat in your apartment, a
0: rat. Okay. Yelling at me is not helping me understand. Rat, <laughs> Hey, do you remember the great mouse detective?
1: Yeah, of course I do. Radigan. 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 Here's the thing about that. That never made sense to me. They call him a rat and he gets so upset.
0: Yeah, because he wants to be a mouse, I guess. His
1: fucking name is Ratigan.
0: What's his last name?
1: It still says rat in the name. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that their last name is an indication of who they are. If somebody's last name is... Potter. Potter, they're, a, they're probably...
0: Probably a probably, sorcerer.
1: Probably a sorcerer. Yeah. If their last name is Fisher...
0: They're probably an actress in a Star Wars film. Exactly. Is that a bit funny? I don't know.
1: I can't really tell. Hmm.
0: Got a swing. Yeah. Um if your last name is Shathid While we're on the subject, yeah. and this might be too much, we might have to cut this. Uh you remember that show Franklin based on the books, Franklin?
1: Hey, it's Franklin. Yeah, of course. Come in to play.
0: I don't know if that's the line. to our your house, house. yeah, something like that. Our
1: house Here's where the Franklin's coming lover. to yeah. hang out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, we why was doing... he
0: the only one with a first name?
1: You thought that that was going to be going too far?
0: Too far? Well,
1: you said that this. we may have to cut this. This may Like be too, too long.
0: Far. Like this might be too oh, long.
1: Oh, I thought you were like, this might offend some people.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean.
1: Oh, God. And there it is, folks. Tim dropping the microphone because it wouldn't be the show without it.
0: I like to lean up against it. Yeah, you do. It makes me feel <laughs> safe.
1: No wonder your lips are chapped. It, the microphone cover is <laughs> absorbing all of the water out of your fucking lips. Because you got them pressed up against your microphone. You to mention that
0: Uncle John and Cynthia were pumping me for one more the last few days. Yeah, we've had a
1: lot to drink these past few days. Even um, now.
0: Anyway, on that show, why was he the only one who had a name? Uh, you know, I don't he know. He was Franklin and everyone else was named like Bear or like <laughs> Rabbit.
1: Yeah, which would be fine. But do they live in a world where there's only one bear and one rabbit? Do you want to know what my... You just reminded me what my favorite word in Spanish is? Caína. Tortuga.
0: Tortuga. Man. Oh,
1: God, that feels good to say. Try it on.
0: Tortuga. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, I like alrededor.
1: Arredador. Uh-huh. That's not a word.
0: Yes, it is. What does M- that mean? It means around. Arredador. Like, directionally.
1: It's you like know around. what else is fun? Salchicha. What's that mean? Uh, Sausage.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Salchicha. I was playing this game with...
1: Oh, and that's number three—the magic of three. Thank you, play- Tim, for doing that.
0: You're welcome. I was playing this game with Raymundo, and uh, what are some of the other ones? Tortugas, a good one. boner uh, Oh, poner. Tim,
1: can you watch your mouth? boner You better watch it. You better be careful. <laughs> you knock that microphone over one more time on a beach of death with it.
0: So that uh, concludes. New York is a Great big pile of stink.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't really say much other than the fact that, like, there are... Yes, there are rats in New York. But they are giant rats, and what they say is true.
0: Yeah, I guess we didn't say anything but everything in the section. Segment. Okay, podcast within a podcast. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> a little less noise there. Oh, Tim's falling asleep. That's my indication that it's time to move on.
0: And now it's time for... Tim and Alex's movie you should have seen by now... Pick of the Week.
1: The movie you should have seen by now, Pick of the Week, is Blast from the Past.
0: Hell yes. This is such a good movie. Also from the 90s. This is so far the fourth movie that we've picked from the 1990s.
1: I have to say, I've, I'm looking at it right now on Google. It, it says that it's a drama slash romance, and that is so interesting.
0: Misleading. incorrect
1: yeah that, that well it's misleading it's a rom-com it is a rom-com if i've ever seen one and it is so funny it's so quiche
0: but it's not even like super romantic like it definitely weighs on the the comedy side more. oh yeah yeah brendan Fraser, alicia silverstone it's, sissy spacek and uh that guy who murdered uh natalie wood
1: i have to say it, christopher Walken. okay so here the here's the thing it's only got 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's got 91%. It says 91% of Google users like the movie.
0: Yeah, it also has a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 48% on uh, Metacritic. Metacritic. This is the thing. That's, fuck that. That's bollocks.
1: Yeah, I don't These listen. These
0: people are just upset because they don't want to support a Christopher Walken movie because he kept quiet about Natalie Wood's murder. And, yeah, we yeah. should
1: say Christopher Walken is in it. And he's really funny. Also, a very yeah. He's great.
0: He just well, he's a garbage person. It's hard for me. It's hard for me.
1: I know it is. I know it is. But he's he's a garbage person. But he's good in the movie.
0: But this movie is very very good. I'm just going to give you a brief little whatever whatever. So, uh, essentially, excuse me. Basically, what happens is in, in the 1960s, there was the Red Scare, where everybody was afraid that Russia was going to bomb the shit out of us, okay? Mm-hmm. So people built fallout shelters, bomb shelters, things like that. Now, uh, I believe the father, played by uh, Christopher the Idiot Walken... Um, I shouldn't say that. The father, played by Christopher Walken... about Christopher
1: the Murderer Walken?
0: Because he was an accessory. He didn't actually... And he wasn't even really an accessory. He just... He didn't come forward about all the information from that night. Cause he's probably scared. I mean, I can't say I don't get it. I'm just like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know literally nothing about that whole situation. So, sure, sure. but anyway, oh, careful you, that microphone's a tip to
0: get too off topic. Uh, his character is a, um, I don't know if he's a nuclear, I ph- see I'd have to watch it again. Nuclear physicist or professor. He's some, he is like some that. sort of scientist. Yeah. He builds this huge fallout shelter. Mm-hmm. And, um, Under their house. Yeah. So they...
1: An airplane crashes in their backyard.
0: (laughs) I wasn't there yet. I was just
1: helping you because it was... So they went
0: downstairs because... They end up going down to the fallout shelter because Kennedy makes some sort of announcement that leads people to think that it might be happening very soon. So he just decides, we're going to go down there. And a plane crashes in their backyard, which sets all the reactors to think that a bomb has gone off. Mm -hmm. And it actually... It did save their lives. Because the plane would have obviously wiped them out. So
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah,
0: it crashes into the house and just...
1: No, it crashes in the backyard.
0: Yeah, but the house blows up. If a plane crashes in your up, backyard... I just
1: watched this movie. If an airplane crashed in your backyard, if you had a big backyard, it wouldn't necessarily kill you.
0: I'm pretty sure it destroys the house. But anyway, okay, anyway so they're stuck down well, there. We're the, both right. The locks go for 30 years because of radioactive half-lives and all that kind of shit. Sign, 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 sign. So they're stuck down there for 30 years. She's pregnant. Sissy Spacek is pregnant when they go down there. She gives birth to Brendan Fraser, um, or a child actor, rather, and then it grows into Brendan Fraser. Supplies are running low. They gotta send him back up for more supplies
1: and shenanigans ensue. Yeah, because he's
0: been stuck in the '60s for 30 years so, because they haven't progressed with the rest of society. Right. So
1: he's dealing with ni- like 1990s Pasadena, and the lexicon he uses is that of the 1960s. Um, he doesn't even like. He hasn't even seen the ocean. He's like. He's so new. He's never seen a black person before.
0: Yeah. Because he was born the only other two people he's ever seen are his two parents. Yeah.
1: It's V funny. I definitely recommend it. A Hundo P. Check it out. It is available on YouTube for two ninety nine, Amazon Prime Video for two ninety nine, Google Play Movies and T V for two ninety nine, and Voodoo, whatever that is, I don't know what that is. For two
0: ninety
1: nine. Yeah, for two ninety nine. And it's not available on iTunes.
0: Well it is, but not on your Google phone.
1: Oh, not available on this device. Oh god, that drives me crazy about having a Google phone. They have got to figure out how to make well, iTunes Androids doesn't... and iPhones communicate. No, I know. I know. I shouldn't be able to watch it on iTunes on my phone. I'm, I, I'm just saying it just reminded me that I can't. Right, can, right. I, If I just want to send a simple – you have an iPhone and I have a Google phone and I can't just send like a simple video to you that we want to post on the Instagram or anything like that. It's got to be – go through Dropbox and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This really makes my butt itch.
0: Yeah. It really grinds my teeth.
1: So – oh, God. Yeah. So it really, yeah. Check that movie out. It is super good. Super, super funny. It is called Blast from the Past. Brendan Fraser looks kind of weird now.
0: Does he? I've heard that, but I don't know. I haven't seen him. Well, these are all past photos that we're looking at currently.
1: He's gained a lot of weight. Well, he got old.
0: He was so handsome, though, in his day. Yeah, sure was. Dudley Do Right. What's the other one? Bedazzled. He was. He
1: was. uh, What's his name? He was. George, George, George of the Jungle. He was,
0: he was George of the Jungle. He was
1: ripped in that movie.
0: Oh yeah, Dudley Do Right. Was it called Bedazzled that he did with that that British chick from Austin Powers? Oh, I'm
1: barely remembering that movie. I, mm, I don't remember. He did up. a
0: lot of movies back then. You probably could have just clicked on it. Okay.
1: Airheads, what? Gods What's and Monsters. I, I haven't heard of any of these other movies. Okay, so now we're getting out of the okay. Of the this thing. is no, getting right, boring. That's fine, that's fine. So that has, so this <sighs> has, I'll just let you fucking take it. You go ahead. Fucking <laughs> snot rocket Am I boring you? You snot rocket it again? I did. Do you need like a pill or something? You're no, coughing and burping and farting and snotting everywhere, I man. I fart. No, I'm worried. I'm not criticizing you. I'm worried.
0: You're making shit
1: up. My brother. Concerned. Stop. You're supposed Ain't to love likes me. that voice. You have Ain't to be nobody... nice to me and five times (laughs) the magic of five in case you guys couldn't tell tim just knocked down his microphone for the fifth fucking time we
0: are at a card table so they're they're precariously set atop of boxes to hold them up
1: tim's just sitting here doing the podcast flailing his arms around like a crazy person
0: (laughs) oh god all right that's enough of that
1: (laughs) no you got to do the sign off you got to do the thing for, because you kept, and six. Great. There we go. Just gets what's, better what's, and better.
0: What's the thing I have to do? What are you,
1: dumb or something?
0: The sign off?
1: For, you got to wrap up the segment.
0: And this has been another episode of, it's
1: not an episode, Tammy's it's a Tammy's been And this has been another episode of Tim knocks down his <laughs> microphone every five fucking seconds. That
0: concludes Tammy's been pow, which is, uh, Tim and Alex's movie you should have seen by now, pick of the week.
1: Let's get into interv- the interview.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Let's do our interview. Okay. Okay. We have a very exciting interview today. I am so stoked about this. We have uh, the dance captain and cover in the Tony Award winning Come From Away with us, Mr. Josh Breckenridge. Hello. Josh, welcome, man.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: What an interesting, um... An interesting journey this friendship has been. I mentioned in the last episode how we, well not at the last episode, I guess a couple episodes ago about how we had met at the gym and uh, now here we are a few months later,
2: you're uh, on our silly podcast. Well you were doing like pirouettes in the the studio and I was like, (laughs) I need to know that guy, he's fierce. (laughs) It's funny because I remember, I do remember you
1: in the dance studio that day and you were stretching. And I was like, "Oh, that guy's a dancer," because because you can tell right away, obviously, the way somebody moves. Of course, that um, that you had some knowledge of. You told me you're not like a, ba- a classically trained dancer right. necessarily, but yeah,
2: more than a mover.
1: Yeah, it's it's when I <laughs> when I saw it come from away, it, my eye went right. Well, also because you're my friend, but I immediately right. was like, "Oh, yep, there's the dancer. That's there it certainly is. The, the dancer." I really, yeah. tell who's
0: a mover and, and a shaker? <laughs> exactly.
1: He's got rhythm. He's got music. Hello. So before we get into talking about Come From Away and all that, can you give us a brief overview on your education, your career?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, I'm from California originally, and I went to college in Cincinnati, went to the University of Cincinnati. Terrible school, terrible school. Awful. No one succeeds after Mm -mm. that. CCM, College Conservatory (laughs) of Music. Um, However, when I first got out of school, I heard somebody at an audition said, oh, you're from CCM, constant chorus member. Awesome. Oh. I was like, at least we're working. Ouch, that hurts <laughs> me. <laughs> at least uh, we're working. At least yeah. we're working.
0: That just sounds like someone who's real bitter. Yeah. Also,
1: like, um, oh, yeah, like, that's so awful being in the chorus of Broadway shows and, and tours wah, and whatnot. Wah. Yeah. Like, yeah. ew, gross. Who wants to do that?
2: <laughs> no, I so I went there, um, got a BFA there, graduated, and moved to New York. In 2000. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and after you moved to New York, so what, what was your first gig after moving to New York?
2: Well, my first, um, actually, I, I was working theater refreshments oh, right. at the show Chicago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and thought it was the best idea in the world watching Brenda Braxton and all these like amazing people Kick their faces, sing their faces off, and then I realized, no, I want to do that. I was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe this is not the best situation for me. Uh, so I was there for like a couple months, and mm-hmm. I, I got my first Broadway show within like two or three months of being here. It was amazing. Wow, I hate you. Like, uh, I mean, you know. Wow. And what was your first? <laughs> what was your first show? Uh, it's called The Ritz. It was a revival of this Terrence McNally uh, play from the seventies. It was basically like a story of. Um, Bette Midler's times in the mm-hmm. bathhouses, um, her her, how she came up into being a cabaret diva before she you know hit it big. So it's basically it was a play that Terrence McNally wrote and it was revived at Studio 54 through Roundabout. Oh, okay. and so like Rosie Perez and Kevin Chamberlain and Brooks Ashmanskas uh, were in it, and I was basically a, a patron. patron, yeah, in a very short, very short towel. That's great. And, and an afro. Wait. I
1: do believe you posted a picture of that recently. I on did. Social media. I did
2: a little throwback Thursday.
0: You uh, we'll probably get that on the glossary. Yeah, we should
1: probably we should probably do that. <laughs> we, if we put almost, if we put any of the pictures on his Instagram on the glossary, people are going to be happy. This guy has oh, his Instagram is riddled with um, smut. Sm- <laughs> okay.
0: that's okay. We had Alex Ringler on the show before too. So. Yeah. And I looked
2: him up after listening to the show, actually. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. He's and a, follow. follow. <laughs> yeah. He's, so then he's a liquor. After you did
0: The Ritz, it was when you did Saved Off-Broadway. Yes. And is that <clears throat> based on the movie? Yes. Uh, Mandy Moore. That movie. Yeah. It's like a cult classic, right? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that was at Playwrights Horizons. My little claim to fame in the show is that uh, Aaron Tveit... The of Hate. Oh, I saw him
1: walking once in the in the West Village. I've <laughs> seen him walking a few <laughs> yeah. places.
2: Yeah, I know Aaron. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He, um, no, he's a friend of mine. He's so awesome. He, uh, in the show, you know, he plays, I don't know if you, you're, you said you're familiar with the movie. Mm-hmm. He plays, like, the boyfriend of the girl that gets uh, pregnant, okay. right? And he's closeted and eventually comes out. Mm-hmm. So Aaron plays this, this closeted teen and there's a moment where he has this fantasy sequence and he's like dreaming about these guys and so his two friends these two jocks um, Shane and Zeke I think was was Jason's character Um, uh, basically he has this like experience where he's playing basketball and he starts fantasizing about his friends so like I like there's a moment where I Doused myself with like water and like took off my shirt and he like rubbed my chest. Oh, I, I bet you just hated that. Ah, I bet that was awful. awful. <laughs> it was really bad. I would hate eight it for times a to week too. To my chest, yeah. I know. Yeah, I didn't shower after that ever again. Ever again. <laughs> ever again. When we close, yeah.
1: Close. <laughs> so then, moving on from that. Uh, sure.
0: Scotsboro Boys is that next?
2: Yeah. So so the Ritz uh, um, saved and then uh, Scottsboro Boys. Yeah, probably one of the most rewarding and um, memorable and phenomenal theatrical experiences I've ever had. Yeah. You know, we, our first day of rehearsal for the first reading of it was the day that Obama was won the election. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like 2008. Um, I had done Memphis out of town at um, the at La Jolla Playhouse in Fifth Avenue mm. right before this, right before Scottsboro Boys. and oh, um, Just those cute little... Community theaters, yeah. <laughs> just some regional work, just, some to, just to keep work. busy. Just keep busy. for those of
0: you who don't know, those are Broadway uh, show makers. Try out those houses, spots, yeah. awesome houses, yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, so yeah, Scottsboro Boys was was amazing um, to work with Susan Stroman and the, the whole team, mm-hmm. um, David Thompson, and freaking you know. Candor and Ebb. You know, Fred Somewhere Ebb was different. no longer with us, mm-hmm. but John Cander's a dream, and um, uh, it was it was a really beautiful um, experience. We were off Broadway at the. We did a few readings of it, then we went off Broadway to the Vineyard Theater, um, and then from there went to the Guthrie out of town just to like Very cool. fine tune. Yeah. And that's the thing, just to go out and make sure that it's set and ready and as foolproof yeah. as it can be, and then come into to New York and then we were at the, the Lyceum which was speaking the of the that play goes that goes wrong mm-hmm. um, one of the first plays that uh, goes right <laughs> <laughs> there because that theater that's serious like that uh, east side of Broadway mm-hmm. is like cursed <laughs> wow. that's why you see a lot of shows like at the court and the Belasco and whatnot uh, that have stars like what was it um, was Fences maybe not Fences at the court but they always have like Huge celebrity stars yeah. in it and that's I think the shows have limited runs and they do well but if you have like a new piece with you know theater names but not necessarily film names yeah. they tend to not do well there I think it's hmm. they're, they're far they're it's like, that geographical location it's yeah. the fact that people they're not in, it's not in so, people's um
1: wow how funny is that
2: periphery to see the show yeah they're not I mean I guess it has to do with marketing it has uh-huh. to do with a lot of things but if you're on that east side of Broadway it's just hard I guess
1: that makes sense because you guys come from way. Well, you're right across the street from Durban Hansen and then what, yeah, what same else? street
2: as as the Lyceum. Just, yeah, just Lion King is is close. Yeah. Um, it's just the on the other right side of Broadway. It's it, like people. It's not on people's radar. They're mm-hmm. Broadway to tourists. Uh-huh. Is that little mecca yeah. red right more west yeah. of, of Broadway? So, yeah, the Scottsboro Boys was sadly shortly lived. I think we were only open for like six weeks. We opened on <sighs> Halloween. We closed mm-hmm. December twelfth.
0: Wow! It'll be back. Sometime, It'll be back.
2: Well, and. Yes, it'll be back and then it'll be a huge hit and people will be ready to, you know, to hear it. Um, We had a few um, movie um, directors that came to see the show um, like 12 times and it's on the radar and and, and list to be made into a movie. I don't know if it's going to happen yet. Um, But um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, it's so cinematic and it Mm -hmm. could be on screen. I'm hoping that the story reaches a wild, wild, can't speak, a wider audience sure um, yeah and a wilder audience and a wilder, a wilder audience <laughs> you know wild uh oh my god what was your on your segment uh, the difference between what was the word uh oh my god oh a no, a no, across no oh. no <laughs> no no you did you thought something was called oh, a hi. live no live versus oh. live <laughs>
1: Oh, that's live. Right. Live, best media. live, live media, live media, Why live not? best media. So, so, uh, so after Scottsboro Boys, I mean, golly, I mean, just looking, you have done so freaking much. It's unbelievable. Like you, you've got. I'm looking at your res, your 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 bio right now on Aww. Broadway World. You've got Book of Mormon. You've got that was a tour, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So after Scottsboro, uh, 2000, gosh, twelve. No, 2011 was like Tales of the City. And then oh. I did this production of um, The Whipping Man at Kansas City Repertory I, Theater. That was my...
1: Tim favorite. loves that show. That, show. that
2: piece... Seen it. Well, first of all, I hadn't done a play since I was... Oh my God, in high school even. Even in, oh. in college, I didn't get a chance to do a play. Um, so, and to do a three-man play mm. um, with these phenomenal uh, two actors was, was incredible. We did a Seder, a full-on Seder on stage. Like That's uh-huh. a, a part of the of the play. Um,
1: it's so rare as like a, as like a musical theater, uh, actor to, when you get to do a play, it's this, it's such a, it's such a, it's, it's so rare to ever get to do a play. It's so exciting. It is, you know, it's so
2: challenging and it's, it, it, uh, it made me a stronger actor just to not rely Mm -hmm. on, on the music, on the lyrics, on the, you know, the showiness that sometimes some musicals Are about. So, one of my favorite uh, (laughs) memories, embarrassing moments. This can also be a, a, uh, we can talk about the most embarrassing stage moments right now. Oh my
1: God, we have to start doing that in these interviews.
2: Come on now. Yeah, all right. Yes. So, my, we'll see if someone can top this one. So, I was doing uh, The Whipping Man. We're going to call
0: this segment from now on. Ooh. Josh Breckenridge presents Most Embarrassing Stage Moments a podcast Yes podcast. Lord Yes i okay. made it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here it is How's it feel The big time Oh my
2: god Amazing <laughs> um, So I'm on stage Performing this This show It's like the The climax It's this moment I don't know if you remember him But like He has to choose To stay Or to go I don't want to give Any mm-hmm. spoilers away But uh, my character John um, Who's a newly freed slave uh, into the Civil War um, is feels entitled and and um, rightfully so. feels he's he's a, considered a human being for the first time in his life and is able to leave his home um, where he was a, a slave or or um, or stay and he chooses. So it's a very dramatic moment. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there and there's these this sea of of students and eyes are welled with tears. I'm getting. I, I have a so when I get acclaimed, uh, I have the the uh, Oh, God, what's her name? Um, Scandal. Why can't I think of her name right now? The actress. Viola Davis. My God. Oh, Viola oh. Davis. Scandal
0: is what you pick. <laughs> I know. Wait. She's been in every. No, single thing. no.
2: I'm sorry. Shonda Ryan. I'm thinking of Scandal. I'm okay. thinking of. Mur- um, Not Madam Secretary. No. Uh, how to Get Away with Murder.
0: Murder she's done, sat down, and already had it got away with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that it? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Embarrassing. Uh, yes. So, how to get away with murder? So, you know how she gets a little snotty nose when she—that's actually yes, like she, her yes. claim to fame. Is oh like my that god, yeah! Single like in, tear, in, single snot. Run. In
1: fences. She did that too, right? She—that's no, yeah. like her like <laughs> thing.
2: And she even talks about it in interviews. Yeah. Like she's like, "I wish that I didn't have my little snot bubbles, but that's what happens." So, this is what happened. I'm. This is a long-winded. Uh, I, let me get back to what we're actually talking about. Um, sure. So I'm performing in uh, the the show, um, The Whipping Man, and it's this uh, climactic moment and. Tears are welling up, and I just decide to go, and I, I let out this, like, ugh, this, like, I don't even know, this guffaw, this, uh-huh. and barrels of snot fly <laughs> from my nose off onto the stage, oh. and the entire... Audience was like, oh, oh. oh <laughs> and then, you know, kids. it's like middle schoolers, so right. they're like, oh, um, but you know, it still was like, I guess, believable and raw and raw, exactly. Yeah. But I was mortified, on stage. yeah, my yeah. yeah. it was disgusting. So oh that was God, that great. was definitely like one of the most, more embarrassing moments, um, but yeah, so back to that that <laughs> that timeline. So yeah, uh, Tales of the City, Whipping Man 2011, and then I was on the Book of Mormon tour for like four years. Wow! I've never done another tour. I don't need to do another yeah, tour. I, I bet. <laughs> but I was not like two months shy of four years. Um, I played Gutswana, um, the oh, maggot that was my mother's name. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Came back and um, and then Come From Away came like um the towards the end of 2016. Amazing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, let's let's get into some Come From Away. Let's do it. So I had the opportunity, thanks to you, Josh, to go see Come From Away a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Got to do The Standing Room, which was totally awesome. And you gave me a little tour backstage and talked to me about the show. It, it came about in a really interesting way. So can you talk a little bit about what your pro- when you joined the cast and sure. what that was like?
2: Sure. So the show itself um, has had many lives at um, theaters across the country. It started at La Jolla Playhouse. Um uh, went to Seattle, um, went to the Ford's Theater in um, Washington, D.C., and then I joined um, in 2016. They hired four standbys to cover. At that point, they had every other theater that they'd gone to across the country, they had local people to cover, mm-hmm. like two or three people to cover the, sta- the, um, the principals on stage. So I joined in, um, I think, October 25th of... 2016.
1: Wow, coming up on your anniversary. It'll be two years, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So yeah, I joined, we learned um, music for a couple days in New York, and then I joined at, couldn't have been a better time, because we literally flew to Gander um, two days after I, I joined, and so I got to... Yes. Gander, Newfoundland. Gander, Newfoundland. For exactly. those of
1: you who haven't seen the show, which is probably most of the people listening to this, the show takes place in a small town called Gander in Newfoundland, which is in—that's part of Canada?
2: Canada. Yeah, the northeast tip of of. Um... Of Canada. Um, it is, and it's pronounced Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Yes, Newfoundland.
1: So you were you rehearsed for two days in New York and then flew up to go visit the city that the play takes place uh, yeah. in, or the musical takes place in. Well,
2: and I, I, it's rare, right, that we get to play oh yeah. people who have actually lived, let alone people who, who are still living, right? <laughs> let alone people right. who are watching you portray them on stage. Yeah. And they've all come, all the Come From a ways, all of the plain people, as they call them, they've all seen us. On stage, Mm -hmm. some of them hundreds of times, Um, and and I should um, come from away is your call to come from away if you are um, not born uh, on on the island of of Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. So if you're you're a come from away, and there's a line in the show because we come from everywhere. We all come from away
1: And all of these people, <clears throat> and I, I don't think this is giving too much away, but these come from a ways. The reason why they're in Gander, they end up there is because there was the terrorist attack uh, on the Twin towers and so all of the airlines completely they, they had shut to down. shut down all yeah
0: because uh, it was the American Airway yeah you and flyover.
2: Exactly. it was the first time I think in history that uh, it was shut down just and so shut down. and
1: so all of these planes <clears throat> ended up Gander is a small town but had this huge airport so they had how many planes was it?
2: 38. So it's basically like the story of the 38 planes that were rerouted to Gander, Newfoundland on 9-11.
1: There were as many people, I believe it says in the show, coming in on these planes as there were in the city. Yeah, doubled in itself. population. Oh it's, my gosh.
2: it was uh, It's incredible. And, and they were stuck there for about five days. And um, um, I should say our, our director often says it's a—it's not a 9-11 musical, it's a 9-12 musical. It's about what happened on those five days. um uh, post uh, during on nine eleven and and the days that followed up right. and uh, on the tenth anniversary the the writers of the show um, David um, Hyde and Irene Sankoff came to Newfoundland and interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and got all this um, um, history on what happened on that day mm-hmm. and compiled it all into um, a Broadway musical. It's so
1: cool <laughs> because I learned what verbatim you. Uh, theater was when I was in school because that's such a that's such like a theater school thing like yeah. verbatim the, it's like a movement project and it's verbatim theater which is what this it is, is or, or sure. like how a chorus line is you, they have these interviews with all of these real people and it feels like you're well I mean you and I were talking about after the show sure. when the rights for this show open you know so many schools oh are going to do it because Everybody it's their perfect for that
2: yeah everybody's a principal mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's featured. It's a very ensemble. It's a beginning yeah. of an ensemble mm-hmm. piece. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: You're the dance captain, and then you are also a standby. A standby, And so dance. something that we were kind of wanting to go into was what a standby is versus an understudy versus a swing uh, in, a sh- in, in a in a Broadway show. Like the way that it is
0: actually supposed to be done. Yeah. How does that all work? And it's different for each company, though, right?
2: I think it's there's a general idea of what it is yeah Mm -hmm. that like a swing is um a cast member who's generally off stage who covers ensemble roles right Mm -hmm. when someone is sick they go on for an ensemble track An understudy to the best of uh, my knowledge is is someone who is on stage stage. in their own track Mm -hmm. probably an ensemble role and covers someone that is um a principal or someone that's a, a you know a more featured role than they are. Mm-hmm. So if I was in, so for instance, when I was in the Book of Mormon, I played the doctor, featured ensemble. I also covered Mefala, the father, and the general, mm-hmm. who's the villain of the show. Mm-hmm. So when I was, when the general or Mefala was sick, I would go on out of my ensemble track with the doctor into one of those roles, and a swing would come on into my ensemble track and take over my track.
1: And this, the swing has been off
0: stage. The swing has been oh, off stage.
2: So a swing, um, to try to lay it out as clearly as I can, a swing is an offstage cast member who comes on and covers an ensemble role. Understudy is someone who has an onstage role already, mm-hmm. small part probably, and covers a, a lead. And then a standby is someone who is like the swing. They're offstage all the time, but they only cover principal roles. So when you're when we're talking about Come From Away, it is um, a company of principals. There are 12 mm-hmm. actors on stage. Everybody is basically evenly featured. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, some standout moments of Jen Colella, Tony nominee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that role, and um, Q Smith who has a, a song as well. But for the most part, it, it is completely uh, ensemble-driven. the show itself. I mean, so, you
1: have a hard job, and uh, it's I a mean, lot because you, you're. I mean, you're, you're essentially yeah, you're a cover. You're you're you. But but because it's an ensemble piece, you're
2: covering. How many piece, people do you cover? Uh, five actors. So five each act of the so the, you don't stage, have the show by heart. Well, as a dance captain, I know the entire show by heart. <laughs> All the, I can go on and play Jen's part tomorrow. No. Um, um, so um, I cover, there are six men on stage and six women. I cover mm-hmm. five of the six men. Um, everyone except for Claude the Mayor. Cla- uh, Mayor Claude Elliott. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm able to go on for any of those roles at a given moment. Um, my primary, so if we can make this even more specific, my primary roles are the Bob character and um, one of the Kevins, the one that covers, or one that's also Ali.
1: And I saw you as Bob, right? You saw me
2: as Bob, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'm I'm basically like the first cover to go on for mm-hmm. those two roles, like mm-hmm. the, I will always, those will be my first ones, but I also cover um, the other Kevin, Chad Kimball's mm-hmm. role, um, the Doug character, who is the um, British oil tycoon, and mm-hmm. his sub roles, very charming, and uh, role. yeah, and uh, Oz Fudge, the police officer. So it's it's very complicated.
1: So you have so many different dialects in the show, as the uh, because you're covering so many so many roles. Every right. character has I don't even know how many different dialects. Can you? Can you do some of those dialects <laughs> for us, if you, if you don't mind? No,
0: no, sure. Um, a, a poo-poo clatter of... Like, we'd love to hear, poo-poo we've got platter. to hear the New yeah. Finland.
2: The New Fin... Okay, okay yeah, here we, we was, go, hang on,
0: hang on. Let's do it this way, real quick. Okay. Because you have so many... I really want to drive home how many dialects yeah, okay, you're responsible yeah. for. Cool. Okay, so let's go through it. Okay. Let's hear the RP. Oh, the RP. When you're the... Wait, the uh, British Airways.
2: Yes, um... Hello, it's Nick Marson. My plane's been diverted. Can you pass on to someone at head office that I'm fine? No, no, I just thought someone should know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, great, great. all right. Okay, okay, good stuff. Then we got uh, Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we um, a little Oz. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, you take a taxi to the Goose. There's a bus there to Port Poitabas. Leaves once a day. That's about six hours. Once you're there, you take the ferry across the Gulf, right? That's another eight hours or so. And then you catch another bus. Not sure how often they leave, but it's another eight hours to Yarmouth. You can get another ferry to the U.S. border. That's another four hours or so. And from Byre Harbor, you should be able to grab a Greyhound to wherever you need to go. It's about two or three days travel, but it's sure a nice view. Wow. Wow, well, that
1: is so weird. It's like Canadian, yeah, Irish, like, whatever. How are you?
2: And then there's like... um That's the African man. The African. The um, uh, my family and I try to see out the bus windows. No one tells us where we are going. Then we have... Uh, my wife and daughter are scared. They ask me what is happening, but I do not know. We what you wapi. And then, then there's Ali. the... Ali, the Arabic. Anakuis, um, alhamdulillah. Bob, let's see, uh, people are saying, uh, we want you to come to our house, and I think, what is up with this? I mean, are they charging for these free showers, or are they going to go all Norman Bates? Anyway, I wasn't falling for it. But finally, I'm invited back to the mayor of Appleton's house. Now, that sounds fancy, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) There's a mayor for every town of a thousand people in Newfoundland. There's a mayor of Gander. There's a mayor of Lewisport. There's a mayor of Gambo. Anyway, I'm staying with the mayor of Appleton. Now his wife shows me where my bedroom is and where the shower is, and through it all, I keep thinking, "Where am I going to leave my wallet? <laughs> someone's going to steal my wallet."
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, when Josh did that
0: part, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> oh, so good! It's so good, so good. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, for us. To put you on the spot there. I want a little bit of Kevin, though. I really okay. Can. Okay. Give us the, the uh, on the plane with maybe the gray goose or the girl behind you.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> um, excuse me. Would you like some Xanax? Because you're freaking out. And it is freaking me out. And we are all freaking the fuck out. <laughs> I
0: love it. Yes. Amazing.
2: I uh, Often a question that we get from, you know, we have a lot of talkbacks in the show yeah. because people, the show really starts a conversation. People mm-hmm. want to ask b- historical questions, this and that, um, is how do we switch from character to character so frequently? And I think that the accents are something that grounds me specifically mm-hmm. into each and every part. Um and uh, it's intense I'm definitely it has stretched me um, more than I thought it would this show like I have a lot more dialects on my resume oh my now. God, no kidding so I think it'll help me out um, in the future yeah
1: so what is your when you find out because it seems like you usually know you have a good idea in advance when you're gonna be going on I don't know how last minute things tend to be um, but generally <clears throat> can you can you talk a little bit about what it's like? how you prepare when you're about to go on, how you brush up and how you, when you're going to go on for somebody, what you have to do.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, um, I know everything so well. It's a matter mm-hmm. of like, you know, bullet pointing it and finding mm-hmm. the things that are, uh, that I know I need to review. There's a, a shit ton of chair transitions mm-hmm. and moments right. in the show, which chair I pick up here and there mm-hmm. and spike marks. So I just want to make sure that I'm, um, I know what I'm doing, um, for each given track. But, yeah, there's been moments where I've been um, someone stuck on a train, or got a call time mixed up, or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and I have like, maybe 20 minutes to prepare, so I'll just like quickly review. Um, and then there's the time where I actually went on for an actor mid-show and had like no time. Did... <laughs> I was literally go ahead. No,
1: no, no, was this the one that you were telling me? Was it when we when when I, when we got out of the show? Josh had to sign autographs, which I think is so awesome that you guys do that before you leave every day. But mm. you had said, was this the time that you had said you had covered for? I think it was Bob, and like yeah. somebody was like, oh my god, you were so amazing, and you were like, you do know that it was two different oh my god. actors, right? Yeah,
2: we could talk all day about that. <laughs> well, here, I'm, my mind is blown, because it's like, the 1,100 seats, it's a small theater, mm. there are 12 people on stage, there are two African American actors on stage. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to try harder. <laughs> and so many people that are just like, there's this girl that was in the front row. She was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even notice." We I'm like, "Are you kidding? You don't tell me not that." That's not a compliment at all. Yeah. And I had, and he had a full beard, and I at the time was sh- clean shaven. Uh-huh. And so someone was like, "Oh yeah, I thought they were just like notating the passage of time," you know. I was like, "Are you kidding that me?" Was five so five days, girl. Yeah. Um, and but would it but, gone
0: the opposite direction?
2: I don't even. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: In audience, audience's defense, I get um, congratulations on a great performance almost every show I work to. No, yeah, yeah. You, uh, cause just you're... this week, I was at Dear Evan Hansen. That's a small. That's a seven-person cast. I don't know who they think I was, I but I came know. out the stage door and people were like,
2: "Great job!" Like, <laughs>
0: what? what? Were you
2: wearing like a Dear Evan Hansen like no, shirt? Uh-uh. Yikes. you just have that look. I guess What do we say like, Zachary Quinto so right There's only
0: seven, yeah, right. there's only seven gets... people In that show though. Like, right. Who was I then
2: Come on Well you know I've seen shows Where you see Ensemble members come out People got like Full beat on And you're mm-hmm. like Okay you must mean If I don't know who you are I'm just gonna say Good job Or great show or... That's true
0: And so with you know Phantom I mean, or Spongebob When that would happen I would be like Well the, everybody's in Crazy costumes and wigs yeah. and, and so I get it mm-hmm. But Darren Hansen
2: Just come blew on now.
0: And then one time When I left Boys in the band I got applause
2: Shut up Well, come on We talked about you You look like
0: Right And I think what happened was I walked out the door And everybody saw the dark hair And the light skin And the brows And then they were like Oh shit, that's nobody But they just That's a
2: nobody in New York Oh, I see what you did there
1: (laughs) We need to You know what you need to do On the next glossary uh, The glossary for this episode Is put like a, a picture of you Next to like Zachary Quinto Oh,
0: yeah. I'll just go from my archive of all those pictures we have together. Yeah. Or just like
2: your... Well, browser. no, I just want like I know, I a pixage, So dumb.
1: <laughs> now, you mentioned to me just before we were starting the interview and, you know, what we're going to talk about and all that. And as, as I brought up the difference between swings and covers and ensembles, yeah. uh, or um, standbys, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Broadway classrooms. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about, about what that is? Yeah.
2: Well, actually, um, Cesar Samaiola, um Astrovend, we're in um, Q Smith, Gino Carr. Some of my classmates turned me on to this mm-hmm. program that Broadway.com um, has, which is uh, these kids from all over the country fly in. They get uh, a whole package where they can see Broadway shows. I think maybe they see like three or four, um, and then they get to take a class with a company member who basically there's a, there's an accompanist there who teaches them a musical number in the show. Mm-hmm then they have a guest artist um so myself in this instance who would teach them the choreography of the show give them a history lesson mm-hmm. of the show and then we have A Q&A after it's like an hour and a half wow it's a nice little side gig for mm-hmm. us and it's a way to like get back to kids and i mean i've been i'm jealous of these kids because i did not I'd, being a kid I know. growing up in southern california like yeah. i i never got this type of exposure sure. um to the business so it's it's uh, it's invaluable. It's it's a wonderful tool. I, it's been lovely to be a part of that and to really to see the the the, the stars in the kids' eyes. You know, they're very they're um, and they're they're so talented too. Often mm-hmm. it's people from all kinds of either show choirs or mm-hmm. um, drama clubs or even people that have you know stage man- future stage managers, mm-hmm. um, um, other areas of the business, or people that don't even. They're not, they have no ambitions, or no ambitions. They have no, uh, they <laughs> have no ambition <laughs> That's why they fly all they're the way going to, New York to go see LGBT. No, the <laughs> <They're> <laughs> they have <laughs> no desire to be in the business, but they're right. just, um, here to see some Broadway shows. Uh-huh. So it's really cool to be able to talk to these kids about the business, give them a heads up on, uh, what life out here is for an actor, auditioning being in classes, survival skills, things that I didn't get.
1: Yeah, exactly. You really can't know. It's kind of the whole point of this podcast is... Acclimating to the city, and and when you, it's nice to have a fellow Californian here um, to talk about it too, because there's you just can't know. You know, you have this image in your head of what New York is going to be like, because everybody tells you you just got to get that one Broadway show, you just got to get that one big that one break, that one, and that is so not the case. Yeah, well,
2: and also knowing that it's okay to have, we all have survival jobs at some point. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not uh, an indication that you're not going to be successful or you're struggling and you know it's just like we've all had waiter jobs and you know um whatever to survive and that is part of being a nobody in new york it really is it really is i (laughs) was i I
1: was working one of our our good friends who who we have on the show veronica coon i know her from she's been in a bunch of broadway shows and tours and stuff and we met her as a concierge you know, mm. working. and uh, I worked with a guy yesterday, Matt, who was just in Sweeney Todd and is about to. He was in the Gentleman's Guide tour and now he's about to go on the Phantom tour and like. Mm. But but we were working at Comic Con for Audible. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you have those survival jobs, and I am. It's so nice to hear it from the horse's mouth sure. that you call me a horse. It doesn't. <laughs> Whoa! 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 It's like all the of the Whoa. <laughs> um. But but it's so nice to hear you, somebody who's actually working on Broadway and I'll say that too though, it everybody has to serve tables, everybody ends up doing those survival jobs. You never stop grinding, you never yeah. stop working, you never stop auditioning. Sure. So when you teach the kids, what what would <clears throat> what would you work with them specifically on? Do you do you work with like is it just like a talk back sort of thing? Do they perform for you guys? Yeah, or?
2: so they'll literally how the, the class is broken up is that they'll come in, we'll introduce ourselves the the accompanist and, and myself and um, they'll have a, a kind of a chaperone there, or a representative of Broadway Classroom, mm-hmm. who is kind of um, you know moderating the whole thing. Uh, the kids will learn. They'll warm up. They'll learn uh, a number from the show. Uh, in the case of my classes, they will learn "Welcome to the Rock," the mm-hmm. opening to the show. Um, then I'll bring them out, and we'll do a little warm up, and then I'll teach them some of the choreo, like awesome. a truncated version of the of the show, of the uh, opening number, and then. We'll sit down. I'll, I'll have them perform. I'll perform it with them. Mm-hmm. They're always a little nervous for me to leave them. But at one point, sure, I sure. will sit out and they'll perform it to me. Oh, and shit, I actually... He's watching us. Right, 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 Well, what I like to do that's fun is I'll have... Once I teach the class, the choreo, and we run through it a few times, I'll split them in half and I'll have half of them sit down. I'll be like, these are the plane people. People are stuck on the plane for 28 hours. Mm-hmm. You people performing are the local Newfoundlanders. We need to welcome them in with kindness. They gave them blankets and bedding and... Mm-hmm. and um, and uh, uh, love and compassion on that day, make them feel welcome, show them that Islander pride. And I'll, and I'll ask the kids sitting down where they're from and they'll make up whatever. I'm from New Zealand, I'm from this and that. Uh-huh. And it's very fun. Then I'll have oh, cool. them switch. Um, and then I'll pull up a stool and we'll have like a good, like maybe 20 minutes left in the class for them mm-hmm. to like pick my brain about the business, mm-hmm. um, uh, how I got my start, cool. you know, survival skills, all that Amazing. stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Very cool. How yeah. insightful. It's rewarding for me.
0: You wanna talk about Dave?
2: Yeah, so Dave. Dave is a Broadway-bound new musical uh, that is based off of the 1993 film Dave, starring Kevin Kline, Sigourney Weaver, Bing Rames. So I played the Bing Rames roles, the the, um, secret serviceman to the president. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a story about um, a president has has become ill, and they need someone to take his place, and they find this guy who is um, uh, an impersonator and a lookalike to the president, and... He comes in and ends up saving the day. It's a very much like a fairy tale situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it's an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how many people knew and loved the movie. It's mm-hmm. a kind of a cult classic in a way. But basically, um, my incredible family at Come From Away, Junkyard Dogs, the producers, the creative team, Christopher Ashley, um, uh, Kelly Devine, everybody involved gave me the opportunity to leave for ten weeks, um, and. Um, do this show and then come back. It's it was wow. such a blessing. They could have said no, right? They could have given me an ultimatum that it's come from way or Dave, but it's just another example of how beautiful this family is that they let me leave. Ten so weeks, I, ten yeah. weeks. So and I, you're
1: their insurance. I mean, because you're there. You're you're the standby. Uh, like,
2: and the dance captain. Like I, the, I literally know at? all of my tracks and every single thing that I have to chair. I have to move on stage. Mm-hmm. Line. I have to sing or say and, and no tech to sing um, and as well as the female's tracks so yes I'm very valuable yeah. to them so I think they knew let's make Josh happy and <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> let nice. him do yeah, like yeah, a, it, a lead role let him be good. yeah because yeah, I'm you know it was important to me to it's always important I think in this business to keep planting seeds mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. readings I, I am always um, baby stepping ahead for the, the next thing I'm happy where I am at Come From Away but you always have to like you know it's job security make sure that in the future Mm-hmm. Uh, you have something on the horizon. I think that's part of the reason why I've been working pretty steadily. Right. It's really, there's been like maybe, God, like three months that I, in between gigs, it was like the longest time that I haven't had some kind of employment or something on the horizon. It's been a blessing.
1: Wow, yeah, awesome. the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you're, you're, Thanks, man. you've got a, a bio <laughs> a foot long on, on the computer. It's, you've just not stopped working,
2: so. Thank you, man. It's, it definitely is going to have a, a future. It's hopeful that it'll, come into Broadway mm-hmm. sometime soon, I know that um, um, the some of the producers um, have, you know, it's Warner Brothers are head producers, and they're also doing Beetlejuice, which is oh, sure. mm-hmm. coming in this season, mm-hmm. so, you know, there's that, don't want them to contend right. in for the right. Tonys and this and that, so, um, I don't know, I'm hopeful within the next year that it'll probably come in, I don't know, you never know with these things, right. you never right. know says, if, mm-hmm. you know, they'll grab some big TV star to play my part. You never, Yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing is promised. But sure. um we had great reviews. People loved it. The whole cast was incredible. Drew mm-hmm. Galing was phenomenal um as the president um and as Dave Kovic and yeah, uh, you got Mamie Paris who's the first lady, Douglas Sills, um um uh, Brianna Marie Parham uh, like just an amazing all-star cast and it was awesome for me to be able to leave the show from behind the scenes where I normally am. Right. As a standby and the dance captain to being on stage and having my own role eight times a, a week. A
1: lead, yeah. yeah. I mean I was just, I was I'm c i was just gonna say that must have been a really nice
2: uh, transition to transition right? yeah. get
1: to go from uh from being backstage all the time to uh, a, a principal. Yeah,
2: nice stroke of the so. ego. It was yeah. it was yeah. great. It was <laughs> awesome. And um so funny we have like these these fans at uh come from way we call come from a waniacs uh who have <laughs> tim's like wah, wah, <laughs> wah. Wah. Boo. Um, but basically they came and supported me and came to oh see dave and i'm so sweet my god
1: there were a couple i saw when i came and saw the show there were i saw some of them and there were two that you seemed to know who had brought some cake or you said they always they, they brought, cakes, the he brought
2: me a pair of socks <laughs> They they always have a, a sensible pastry or something to give a sensible us. Pastry. And um, one girl uh, who's a super super fan, hey Amanda, shout out! Mm-hmm. She got a tattoo of the show oh, that is literally wow. like I don't even know, maybe like eight by four, <laughs> like eight inches by wow. four inches on her upper back that says "Come from Away" in our logo, and it's and she has like a couple quotes wow um, in handwriting in like one, i think one quote is in jen Colella's handwriting and one is in Katrina bromley's um she's hardcore and we wow. love her she's seen the show a hundred and something times and yeah, we'll
0: feature her uh tattoo on the Instagram yes you have to we can get, a we can get a picture of it, yeah. picture of it yeah. she's yeah. going
2: to be freaking the fuck out <laughs> from us talking about her freaking Amazing. That out. Um, freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yes but dave i'm very excited about dave um uh, I can't talk enough about it. Um, I'm hoping that it will come into Broadway soon, and yeah, hopefully be my next gig. We'll see.
1: Everybody, keep your eyes open for that. Yes. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think, I think, I think we think covered it all. This is going to be tough to whittle down. So let's.
2: Um... <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure being <laughs> okay. on. I Thank guess.
1: you so much. Let's let's okay. So so, what is your Instagram handle? How can
0: people find yeah. you and follow uh,
2: you on the Insta? You can find me at uh, Josh Breckenridge. Um, my last name is B-R-E-C-K-E-N-R-I-D-G-E. Um, also on Facebook. And, um, yeah. Check him out. We'll, out. we'll
1: certainly be putting your handles on the, the, the on our Instagram and on the glossary so people can find you.
0: If you could play one other role on Broadway, outside of your own show,
2: that's currently on Broadway, what would you pick? Oh, that's so hard. Well, Carousel wouldn't have just closed. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Billy. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um... Oh gosh, I don't want to be lame and say this because, in fact, you guys mentioned this in your episode. Oh, Lion King, <laughs> Simba has no, been like a dream one. role. Oh well, I no, I know, but it's like it's so commercial. I mean, it's it's Disney. It's it's everything. It's great, right. but I think you guys made a point of like come see some raw like see something and you, you something. don't know. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Simba has been like the dream role forever. Sure. In fact, when I first got here, it got so close it was me and one other guy and the other guy got it. Uh, uh, but um I think maybe now I'm a little more bleeding more into Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. But um you know, it'd be nice to to get on stage yeah. in that show at some point in my career. We'll see.
0: Oh, it'll happen for Yeah. You, for sure. Good question. After this 30. podcast, now they'll definitely want to. I
2: mean, you. they'll cast me. Should I say they like, it? "Why
0: didn't you tell us you wanted to do it? We'll fire <laughs> this dude. No, we're opening doors. Oh, okay, we, <laughs> that's not how it works, people. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We are so honored to have you on the show. Oh, gosh, Thank you sweet. so much for, for being here. Me. This is just oh, I'm sure awesome. we'll have you back.
1: Yeah, Please. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I love it. Alrighty, that concludes this interview with Mr. Josh Breckenridge. Well,
0: you know what? I think this concludes our broadcast day.
1: Oh no! Oop. I was having a good time.
0: Oh, don't worry, we'll be back next week.
1: Yes, we will. For more frolic and fun.
0: Seasons in the Sun.
1: Don't... I'm not, we're not, not going to start that again.
0: Let's start.
1: <laughs> Don't go that damn.
0: A couple of people we want to thank this week for sharing the podcast on their Instagram stories. We have uh, Carly Stewart, Brittany Brown, Stephanie Spencer, and Urias Davis. Thank
1: you, thank you, thank you for sharing us, you guys.
0: Really appreciate oh, and it.
1: And I want to... I made a comment last week about European people. We do have... I mentioned our European listener. Shout out to... Um, Yenna? No. Yeah. I if told she wants I a
0: shout out, she needs to share it okay. like everybody else. <laughs> okay, I
1: would say her last name.
0: Don't even say her or, first or name. She knows CJ. who she is.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you want a shout out, you got to share us, okay? To all of your. Euro, That's the rule. To all your Euro friends, to all your 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 foreigner friends speaking their ooga booga language. Uh, as always, thank you so much to those of you, though, in all seriousness, who have shared, who are listening, and who have shared.
0: Yeah. If you can get. Nine people to listen to our podcast, and then those nine people tell nine people, then we'll have 18 people loving the show.
1: And then before you know it, we're going to have 1,100 people listening mm-hmm. to the show.
0: 525,600 people. Oh,
1: fuck. Yes! All loving yes! our
0: show. I
1: have been waiting to, to do that, to make that joke. Well. And I'm so glad that you did. Thank <laughs> you for
0: doing that. You're welcome. Final thoughts. Go for it.
1: Okay, so my final thought is, hey, we talked about gym etiquette today. New York is a great big pile of stink. We don't need the people contributing to it. Just put on some deodorant. Be considerate. Don't scream because the last thing that I want to hear when I'm exercising is you over at the mirror going, Yeah,
0: that's too much. Tim, what's your final thought? I just want to, again, remind everybody to check out the Tammy Shinbin Pow, the Tim and Alex's movie you should have seen by now pick of the week, which is Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh, it's, it's a great film. And also, so since we've been back in California, we've been surrounded by a lot of loved ones, uh, family and friends and things like that. You got someone out there that you love or that loves you, or hopefully both? Why don't you give him a hug?
1: Yeah. Or or if you can't give them a hug, send him a text. Be like, hey. Proud Think, of you. Thinking of you. Proud of you. Yeah. And of course, as always, a big thank you to Mark Ferreira, our number one sponsor, and of course,
0: Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres.
1: She's great. America's sweetheart.
0: You can get us at stores, including uh, Tunes, iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> Google, Play, Google Play, Spotty Spotify, Narnar. Spotify, <laughs> We are no longer available on SoundCloud. Sorry about that. They were ripping us off. Yeah, they were. And we didn't have
1: the name we wanted either. Yeah.
0: So we are available, again, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Nobody's in New York. If you're listening to this, you've already figured that out. But you know (laughs) what? It makes me feel better if we just say something. Yeah,
1: it makes me feel better, too. How about social media?
0: You can find us on Facebook uh, by the same name. Nobody's in New York. And then on Instagram and Twitter, where Nobody's in NY, because that's a handle and it had to be shorter.
1: Yes, it did.
0: All right. At Nobody's in New York. That's at N-O-B-O-D-I-E-S-I-N-N-Y. All right. Like us and follow us. Please like us and follow us.
1: All right. This has been the Nobody's in New York podcast.
0: He's my brother, not my boyfriend.